Welcome to the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast, brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. My name is Nick Bergler, and here are this week's top stories. U.S. Senator Chuck Schumer returned once more to Monticello to push for the county to be designated as a high-intensity drug trafficking area in order to provide additional resources to the Sullivan County Drug Task Force in its fight against the opioid epidemic. Senator Schumer was in Monticello last year to bring awareness. However, the application submitted to the U.S. government was denied due to technical difficulties. Quote, they basically said Sullivan County didn't show a nexus between Sullivan County and other counties, Schumer told the Democrat. Schumer added that the decision was, quote, absurd, adding, quote, look at the fentanyl deaths. The fentanyl didn't come from Sullivan County. We're going to strive to straighten that out, end quote. Schumer said that Sullivan County had the highest opioid-related death rate per capita outside New York City, quote, yet Sullivan County is the only county in the Hudson Valley that is not a federally designated high-intensity drug trafficking area. That's an anomaly. How could you have the highest rate and not be designated? I could call it bureaucracy, said Schumer. Schumer met with local law enforcement, public officials, and law enforcement from New York City and the Sullivan County District Attorney Office in Monticello. There, Schumer held a press conference vowing to help Sullivan County submit a new application, which is due on March 31st, to the federal government. Schumer was joined at the podium by Chauncey Parker, director at the New York, New Jersey HIDTA, Sullivan County Acting District Attorney Brian Connedy, New York State Assemblywoman Eileen Gunther, and Sullivan County Sheriff Michael Schiff. Quote, Today we put our heads together on how to get the best application possible and send it on March 31st. And then I'm going to do everything I can to see that it is approved. I'm not going to let them have an excuse, said Schumer. Parker added, quote, we're going to do everything we can at your urging and following your leadership to get this application to the end zone. Connedy added, quote, we are a rural community and our statistics are quite staggering in terms of the opioid epidemic. Gunther remarked on the significance of having the de- designation in order to receive the necessary federal funding to, quote, continue to make sure that we're keeping our residents sw- safe. Schiff added how critical it is to get this designation because it's, quote, important to the health and welfare of our county during this drug scourge and the fentanyl epidemic. Shifting gears, Sullivan County Human Rights Commissioner Executive Director Adrian Jensen announced that she is resigning from the position at Thursday's Human Resources Committee meeting of the county legislator. In the announcement of her resignation, Jensen noted that she felt the need for the position's utility has been, quote, surpassed by its support or lack thereof, end quote. Quote, both literally and figuratively, the office size and support does not meet the immense need for the position, Jensen said. District 8 legislator Ira Steingart noted the possibility of the position growing from one District 8 legislator. Ira Steingart noted the possibility of the position growing from part-time to full-time, but Jensen said that course of action would, quote, only mean one more day. I think that's something that the office needs is support. I think that it really needs to be recognized as a genuine office within the county, and I think it needs that respect, Jensen said. Jensen said that there is far more work that needs to be done regarding the education of human rights in Sullivan County, and that she has seen, quote, a great deal of fear in folks. Quote, fear of things that they hear about in the media, but themselves have not seen to be the fact, Jensen said. Quote, when I came into the position, we were ruling out the turbulence and antiquated viewpoints of 2020, end quote. A number of those viewpoints stem from a misunderstanding of what human rights are and how it affects every single person in the county, according to Jensen. Folks seem to have been fearful and miseducated around the concept of human rights, Jensen said. 
going on to say that some connected the topic solely with the, quote, concern for the belabored freedom of the black and brown people. Jensen noted that this was evidenced by the red hearing argument over the merit of the words black lives matter over all lives matter. Jensen said the fear around the semantical argument seemed to obscure and divert the community from the reality of the statement black lives matter, which was that black and brown people have been receiving unequal treatment in a variety of fields. Quote, it seems that the acknowledgement of these discriminatory thoughts could not happen because it because if we held those thoughts in our own minds, we would be bad individuals. Quote, there was a fear that the color of one's skin might automatically be equated with racism, Jensen said. In my mind, that's a big leap, and I don't think that's the case. Jensen stated that when she arrived in the position, one of her goals was to help the community understand that everyone is susceptible to receive and able to dish out discrimination against their neighbor. Quote, it's built into our normal human function, Jensen said. Quote, it's what we do with that knowledge that differentiates us as people and as citizens. She went on to explain that human rights aim to tackle inequality and inequity over many social issues and that they are daily instances of discrimination that can be seen in the community in a variety of ways, including the unwillingness of landlords to accept lawful forms of income, the dismissive and joking manner in which inequity is approached due to its awkwardness and uncomfortableness, and even in the dismissive treatment of elders in the community. Housing remains an issue in the county, but Jensen highlighted the hard work of Health and Human Service Commissioner John Little and Planning Commissioner Frieder Eisenberg, who work to address both the long-term and short-term issues. I do hope that others in the public understand clearly the difference between creating random inventory and creating inventory for citizens who have lived here pre-pandemic and those who have been experiencing housing insecurity for a long time. Our country is in a state of emergency, Jensen says, and we are in triage mode. Quote, I hope that whoever fills the position coming up, that it's someone who understands what I was just speaking about, Jensen stated, that human rights is an issue for all folks and that it's not something that people look at to wag a finger at someone or create some sort of disruption, but rather to find a way to bring the county together. County Communications Director Dan Hust confirmed reports that Nancy McGraw has resigned as Public Health Director effective March 3rd. It was reported by the Democrat last December that McGraw had been placed on administrative leave. Huss said that Karen Holden remains the acting public health director and that the county's intent is to appoint Holden to that role permanently, subject to the New York State Department of Health's approval. In other news, Huss also confirmed that the planning commissioner, Frida Eisenberg, is resigning, effective April 11th. Deputy planning commissioner, Heather Brown, is expected to be named interim planning commissioner by county manager, Josh Potosik. In other news, county officials met with the representatives from SUNY Sullivan and the Center for Discovery on Friday, relaying questions and concerns following last week's announcement from New York City Mayor Eric Adams regarding the, quote, regarding his, quote, the road forward, Blueprint to address New York City's response to the asylum secret crisis plan. As the Democrat previously reported as part of Mayor Adams' com comprehensive plan, the migrant workforce training pilot of the newly created Office of Asylum Secret Operations, OASO, will oversee SUNY Sullivan and the Center for Discovery, providing 100 people seeking asylum with educational opportunities and job force training. 
asylum seekers will be offered the opportunity to relocate to Sullivan County, attend college, and live on campus at SUNY Sullivan. The workforce training offered at the Center for Discovery will focus on the healthcare, human services, hospitality, culinary, and agricultural sectors. Quote, we're tentatively optimistic regarding a positive result for those involved. We've been in close contact with the college and the center before and after New York City Mayor Eric Adams announced his, quote, road forward initiative, of which this plan is a part, noted Sullivan County Legislator Chairman Rob Doherty after Friday's meeting. Quote, they have assured us that those participating in this program will be vetted carefully, including by the FBI and already and are, are and already registered with U.S. Immigration and Naturalization Services engaged in the process of seeking asylum, end quote. The county reports the center and college officials told them that only single adults will be eligible for this program with preference given to those who have already completed post-secondary courses and or worked in healthcare and human services. Those accepted into the program will have completed their background checks and be on file with the federal government as seeking asylum in the U.S. Quote, considering the vulnerable population they serve, the center is keenly involved in ensuring the people who are being trained will not compromise the safety of their residents or the integrity of their programs, quote, said Sullivan County Manager Josh Potosik. Quote, neither will the adult students be seeking social services locally. And since the city and other outside agencies will be paying for their lodging, meals, and education, I anticipate no cost to local taxpayers, end quote. Students will continue to be considered New York City residents for the duration of their time at SUNY Sullivan. Some will be Ukrainian refugees fleeing their perils of their war-torn nation, others escaping potentially life-threatening conditions in their home countries. Quote, I shared my concerns and thoughts about the sensitivity and challenges of this plan with leaders of the college and the center, prompting productive conversations that will continue and should lead to a net win for all involved, concluded Doherty. Quote, SUNY Sullivan will have paid in full students in the dorms and classrooms. The Center for, Disco the center for Discovery will gain, the Center for Discovery will gain talented and qualified people to assist their clients. The asylum seekers will be afforded a safer, brighter future, and our resident workers and college students will not be displaced, endangered, or burdened. Finally, the New York State Department of Health, the New York State DOH, has announced that their new field office located within the Sullivan County Public Health Office, aka the Gladys Olmsted Building, at 50 Community Lane in Liberty, is now open. The new office is open Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 4.45 p.m. Quote, Establishing a new field of office will strengthen our ability to provide environmental health services to the residents of Sullivan County, quote, Acting State Health Commissioner Dr. James McDonald said. Quote, Having State Health Department staff available locally further enhances our ability to protect public health and meet the needs of the local community. I think the county legislator, the county manager, county commissioner of the Division of Health and Human Services, and the county attorney for working to ensure smooth transition by assisting us in identifying this new space in Liberty. In January 2020, it was announced that the New York State Department of Health would be moving their Monticello location, which had little over 20 employees, to Middletown due to, quote, difficulty in finding adequate office space in the Monticello area. Uproar from members of the public, as well as elected and local officials, would follow. Late August, county legislators unanimously agreed to let the New York State Department of Health lease a portion of the county-owned public health building in Liberty, where the New York State Department of Health will have four to five employees to handle walk-ins. County officials were also reassured that the services wouldn't be diminished. According to the New York State Department of Health, staff have been actively performing inspections 
inspections and other field work throughout Sullivan County during the entire transition, quote, to ensure that there has not been an interruption of services, end quote. A variety of environmental health functions will continue to be carried out by the field office staff, including checking children's camps, restaurants, and public water supply, as well as conducting investigations into childhood-led poisoning and many other public activities. The new field office, in coordination with the Middletown District Office, will also offer all the services previously available at the former Monticello District Office, including drop-off permit applications and fees, engineering plan submittal, and face-to-face meetings with inspectors and engineers. New York State Assemblywoman Eileen Gunther said that keeping the Monticello Department of Health field office open and operating in Sullivan County, quote, has been of paramount importance to the residents of Sullivan County. The announcement today that the field office will be open and staffed should ensure that residents and business owners in our community can rely on the services provided by this office to be accessible, timely, and local, she said. While I was not happy to see the full office move out of the county, I am encouraged that a presence will be maintained. The important work of those staffing this office will continue to keep the residents and visitors of Sullivan County safe, end quote. Sullivan County Health and Human Services Commissioner John Little said the county values their partnership with the State Department of Health and, quote, appreciates the balance they've struck in opening a field office in Liberty, in addition to their district office in Middletown. Quote, having members of the New York State Department of Health located in the same building with Sullivan County Public Health will improve cooperation between two staffs and enhance our ability to respond together to any future public health emergency, end quote. He said, quote, I look forward to the opportunity to build an even stronger relationship with the Department of Health, Environmental Health Team, as we prepare together for the another busy summer in the Catskills. Quote, the Sullivan County Legislator is pleased we are able to negotiate and mutually agree able solutions that keep the New York State Department of Health office presence here, which is a critical imperative, said Sullivan County Legislative Chairman Rob Doherty. Quote, as a legislator, we deeply value the Department of Health's local efforts, resources, and staff, and having them next door to our public health team will ensure year-round coordination to the benefit of residents and visitors. Residents can contact the Department's Liberty Office at 845-794-2045 or by emailing modo at health.newyork.gov. This has been the latest episode of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast. We'll catch up to you next week with more news from across the region. This has been your latest episode of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast, brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. We'll catch up to you next week with more news from across the region. 